Whoop, whoop, whoop. So many exciting things to tell you. I'm going to keep it short and simple. Number one, my book is now free, a digital version of my book, Building Simple Habits to a Healthy Me. You can just sign up and get it for free. Number two, come and say hello on Instagram. I'm having fun on Instagram doing exciting reels. Number three, I have four amazing packages for my Positively Healthy program called Magical May exciting exciting if you want to find out more book a call and let's chat and lastly remember radiate and renew four simple habits simple but mighty habits is starting may the 15th so come and sign up for that Welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Carrick. I teach busy mums who are trying to juggle everything to transform their lives, to lose weight and lead a healthy life so they can feel fit and fabulous. On the Fit and Fabulous podcast, we chat about nutrition, healthy living, emotional wellness in a way that you can apply to your life. I'll show you how to stop being frustrated and overwhelmed with healthy living and how to make it fun and easy. You're invited to sign up to my free New Me workshop. Change your mindset to healthy living in five days. Get to the bottom of those I can't do it thoughts and transform them into wow, it's so easy and fun. You can sign up at drorlina.com slash new me. That's doctor, D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash new line in the middle, me. Hello and welcome to this episode of Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Kerrick. I am super excited to welcome Dr. Anne Garrett here and she's going to talk to us all about the menopause. Anne, thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for inviting me and I'm delighted to be doing a transcontinental podcast. It's my first one. It's amazing. Technology is fabulous, isn't it? Now, before we started, you told me a little bit about your background. Do you want to just give everyone a little bit of your, what we call a bio in the uh, podcasting world? Sure. So I'm a doctor of pharmacy and I have been for more years than I care to admit. And I have been in business for myself for eight of those years. Um, My business is DrAnnaGarrett.com and the website is the same name. And I help women. um, I especially focus on women in perimenopause. I also work with women in menopause though. And I help them get their hormones in balance. So my ideal clients are having issues like insomnia and fatigue and weight gain and terrible periods. And they come to me, we do testing. I create a customized plan for them. And then I either work with them in a coaching relationship to implement it or they take it and go forward themselves. And so um, I work with them on weight loss and I also do genetic coaching to help people create precision nutrition plans and um, work on sleep genes, detoxification, lots of different areas. Fabulous. So I'm super excited to have your expertise here today. And today we're specifically going to be talking about menopause. So do you want to just start with the basics and think about people who basically know nothing about the menopause? Sure, because um, the terminology is really important to understand. Um, so menopause is a progression and it starts with perimenopause, which can happen as early as mid to late 30s or early 40s. And that is a period of time when hormones begin to go up and down. And the first thing that happens is progesterone levels fall 
because women aren't ovulating every month. And when you don't ovulate, you don't make progesterone very well. And if you don't make progesterone very well, then estrogen runs the show for the whole month. And estrogen's function in the body is to stimulate growth. So growth of the uterine lining, growth of breasts, growth of everything. And when that happens, um, women begin to experience symptoms like flooding periods and breast tenderness that's very painful, uh, insomnia, anxiety, fatigue, weight gain, because again, grow, grow, grow. Um, and then that progresses into menopause, and menopause is one day. It's the day that marks a year since your last period. So once you hit that day, you are then postmenopausal. So that's those are the three stages of the menopause transition and how it progresses. Okay, so when people talk about menopausal symptoms, what they're actually talking about is perimenopausal symptoms. Well, that could be, or when you flip into menopause, you can still have some of the same ones, but you can also get new ones like vaginal dryness or um, joint pain, uh, really dry skin, sagging skin. So it's a different set of symptoms, even though some of them overlap. This is not sounding great. (laughs) Okay. Well... (laughs) I know. One of the things that we it's better to be prepared for, I think. Exactly. Okay. So do you want to take us back to the beginning and the kind of symptoms that people, women would experience and the kind of problems that you see and help women with? So the most common things I see are um, women complaining of new anxiety, new insomnia, weight gain that's either creeping up or just packs on really quickly, Uh, fatigue, um, changes in periods. Those are probably the most common things I see. And, you know, if you, if you listen to me describe this, they're sort of nonspecific. And so a lot of women will be concerned, show up at their doctor's office and be told, Oh, you're too young for menopause, perimenopause. Here, have a prescription for birth control pills. Here, have an antidepressant. How about a little Xanax to go with that for anxiety? And those things, while they'll help the symptoms, aren't really getting at the underlying cause of what's going on. So what is the underlying cause? What causes all these symptoms? So there are two things. First of all, well, three. Um, The first thing that happens is progesterone becomes very low. And that's where the anxiety and insomnia come in. Then estrogen levels bounce up and down. So perimenopause is actually more of a high estrogen state than a low estrogen state. And if you throw the stress levels in that we live with these days, and that increases cortisol, then it's just like this hormonal soup that is is completely out of control. And my personal opinion is Stress is probably the number one contributor to really intense perimenopause symptoms. Wow, that's very interesting. So what would you recommend for women when women come to you and say, I've got this symptom, I've got this symptom, and presumably they have a bit of all the symptoms. Is that right? Um, They usually have at least two or three. Hopefully not all, because that would be awful. So the first thing I do is really take a a deep dive into their lifestyle 
and how they're eating, how they're sleeping, how they're moving. Um, what are they exposed to? Because a lot of compounds act like estrogen in the body. And so that can upset the balance as well. So we really do a complete look at lifestyle to see if there are areas that we can work on from that standpoint first. Because to me, that, that is the foundational step for managing hormone imbalances. And then once we get some of those in place, then I take a look at supplementation that can be helpful. And my personal preference is to have test results to go on before I recommend supplements, but not everybody has the resources to do that. So, you know, there are some supplements that are uh, pretty low risk and can really have a profound impact on the way somebody is experiencing perimenopause. And one of the ones we were talking about before we started this was magnesium. And that's one that's that most people don't get enough of in their diet. And um, supplementation can really help with sleep as well as a, a lot of the other symptoms. Um, and if, it's they, if they were to get it, like, do they not get enough in their diet because they aren't <clears throat> eating a healthy diet or because a healthy diet just doesn't give you enough magnesium? Well, a healthy diet doesn't anymore because our soil is so depleted of magnesium. So it's just not found in foods in the quantities that it used to be. Um, and so it's much easier just to, to supplement it. Oh, okay. And that helps a lot of people with sleep, does it? Mm-hmm. And, and anxiety. Okay. And what kind of magnesium supplement would you recommend? Just before I was on this, I saw somebody had... Um, they were marketing a magnesium lotion because they were saying mm -hmm. how magnesium is easily absorbed through the skin. Is that something that you'd agree with? That is true. Um, Epsom salt baths are also a good way to get magnesium through the skin because that's what Epsom salts are. Um, I personally use oral supplementation and I use magnesium glycinate. Um, it, I like that one because it crosses the blood brain barrier. So it gets into the brain to help with calming. And it also is less likely to cause diarrhea, which can be a side effect of, of some forms of magnesium, like magnesium oxide is notorious for that. So that's, that's my favorite, uh, uh, kind is glycinate. Okay. And sorry, skipping around a little bit, but just going back to the lifestyle, um, because I'm all about prevention and I'm all about um, healthy lifestyle and thinking about how many health benefits we can get just by, you know, changing our daily routines, really. Mm -hmm. So thinking about a healthy diet, what would you recommend people to be eating regarding menopausal symptoms or perimenopausal symptoms? Well, I would definitely recommend cutting out sugar. And a lot of people don't like to hear me say that, but too bad because it's true. Um so sugar can really cause a lot of joint pain. I know for me, if I eat sugar at night, I'll be awake most of the night. Um, and it just, it just causes inflammation all over. So there's, there's no real upside to sugar. Um, would you group flour with that as well? And, yeah, that, that's my next one. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, so gluten and dairy can also be very inflammatory for a lot of women. And even if you tolerated it in your younger days, you can still develop new sensitivities. So I always think it's worth a try of cutting those things out just to see what happens. I mean, you can do it for two weeks and see how what, what your body experience um, is. And I, I recommend that people journal about it because... You know, we don't always remember from one day to the next um, how we feel. 
That and is then, so true. I think that point is just such an amazing... It is true that we kind of think, oh, I will remember these things. And right. then, you know, oh, I hurt my toe. When did I hurt my toe? Like a week <laughs> ago or two weeks ago? Or you forget about the fact that you had a hurt toe and it's entirely gone. And, you know, our days just... I can hardly remember what I had for breakfast this morning. Let exactly. <laughs> Well, and brain fog is a perimenopausal symptom, so there's that. You know, we can throw that in on, on top of it. Um, alcohol is another thing that can make a huge impact on uh, perimenopause symptoms. So, for instance, I have a friend who was drinking a couple of glasses of wine at night. And she's like, ah, I just have terrible night sweats and I can't sleep and blah, blah, blah. So I asked her, you know, what how much she was drinking, and she told me, and I said, well, just cut it out on some nights a week and, and see how you feel, see what happens and if you sleep. And sure enough, she when she cut it out, she would sleep just fine. So that was enough to convince her to give it up altogether. Well, alcohol will affect your sleep, anybody's sleep, won't yeah. it? We have an entire episode on sleep, and I have just read this book called Why We Sleep. It is absolutely fascinating. And I now think absolutely everybody <laughs> should make sure they have eight hours sleep. I'm surprised that I've managed to get through my med school training with the amount of sleep that I had, to be honest. Well, I like I mentioned in my book, um, I have huge boundaries around sleep, and I'll just tell the story if you don't mind. So um, I have a New Year's Eve party every year for friends, and um you know, they come over and we have one rule and that rule is everybody goes home by 10 because if I'm not in bed by 10, I'm not going to be very happy the next day. And I don't care if it's New Year's Eve. I don't, I don't want to feel crappy. So, um, so they all know the rules and they all abide by the rules and we get along fine. I love that. I love that. And on another side note, I've just finished reading your book and it is fabulous. And I totally recommend if anybody has any, you know, questions about perimenopause or menopause to grab that book and read it. And it's a book that you can read relatively quickly and it will answer all your questions. So moving on, sleep, I guess, is your your next lifestyle thing. Yes. So I recommend that people get eight hours of sleep. Um, and a lot of them say to me, well, if I could sleep, I would. And that's, that's valid. Um, but a lot of people just don't even allow the boundaries for that much sleep. So I recommend, you know, trying to get in bed by 930, 10 o'clock and keeping the same routine all week and getting up by six. And the sleep you get before midnight is more restorative than that that you get after midnight. So that that any any time you can get before midnight, I think is is like bonus time. Well, um, I'm just going to um, interrupt you on this. And okay. what, what this gentleman, Matthew Walker, was saying in Why We Sleep was saying that actually what happens in sleep is when we have our cycles of sleep, we have our non-REM sleep at the beginning of the night and our REM sleep at the end of the night. And that REM sleep is also really, really important and that you don't want to be missing out on your REM sleep either. So we all have to make sure we get eight hours of right. sleep. Well, and I just, I think it's so important and um, it's, it's so healing for the body. And there's been study after study that have shown that how, how important sleep is when it comes to, you know, work performance and weight gain and all kinds of things. Um, there was one study that showed that getting less than six hours of sleep was the equivalent of driving drunk when it came to how you performed mentally. So I just, I can't say enough good things about the importance of having a solid sleep routine. No, I entirely, entirely agree with you. Okay, so we've got diet, 
and we've got not drinking alcohol and we've got sleep. Anything else in the lifestyle things that we can do to help smooth our way through perimenopause? <laughs> well, one thing going back to sleep is staying off computers after dinner yeah. um, because the light interrupts melatonin production and really can disrupt sleep. And I have a great client story about that one, too. So um, I, we cured a nurse in one week. Come so on, tell us your client story. So I used to teach a class at our local hospital called Hormones 101, and I, it, it was usually full of nurses. And um, this woman came in, and she was like, oh, I'm just having a terrible time sleeping. And I just asked her a few questions about you know, what her evening routine was. And she was on her iPad from the time she finished dinner to the time she went to bed. And I said, well, stop doing that and, and see what happens in the next week. So the next week when she came to class, she was like, I love you so much. I am sleeping great. <laughs> So it's not things that are complicated necessarily or, and they're not expensive. It's just creating new habits, but habit change is hard. Yeah, totally. And, totally and, and that's why I think, you know, coaching relationships like you and I have with our clients are so important. Yes, I, I agree with you 100%. And the one thing that I really love is that it's really easy for me to say, oh, you know, do healthy eating and this and this. And then people kind of know the theory. They just don't understand how to get themselves there. Right. Okay. So, and coming back to lifestyle, are there any other points about lifestyle that you'd like to make? Um, eat lots of fiber because that helps get your estrogen levels down. Okay, fabulous. And what about... Um, and I have a whole podcast on fiber. So if you don't know how to eat lots of podcasts, uh, eat lots of podcasts, eat lots of fiber, um, then check out that podcast and you will know how to eat lots of fiber. So what about, because um, you mentioned anxiety, what about relaxation and techniques like that? Do those help? Absolutely. Um, so I have all kinds of things I recommend. Um, breath work is really helpful for anxiety. Uh, so there's box breathing, there's alternate nostril breathing, and they're both described in my book. Um, I, I like listening to a yoga nidra recording when I try to go to sleep. Cause I think that's really relaxing. I mean, their meditation is excellent. So there are lots of things you can do just to calm yourself down and, and center yourself. But I think a lot of it boils down to you know, just giving yourself some space to relax because we're all so focused on cramming as much as we can into every single day that it's just exhausting. Yeah, it is. And I, I kind of feel that we've got to this stage where we can't spend five minutes doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Like if you're waiting, so for me, I'll be waiting at my school gate and there's just that inability to be able to stand there and just stand in the sun and do nothing. Everybody's always on their phone or you have this desire to see if somebody's texted you. or And it's just different than before we had all these devices. Well, you think about it. I mean, you know, every time you get a text or a notification about something, you get a little hit of dopamine. And so we're all flooded with dopamine now. And so we need more and more and more to make us feel good. And it's just crazy. And I'm as guilty as anybody. So, you know, I'm not saying that I'm not guilty of any of these things because I am, but I just see the effect that it has. I mean, my husband and I have had to have conversations about putting phones down. And that, <laughs> that to me is a problem. Um, 
Yeah, no, I think it is a problem that lots of people encounter. And I think it's just something that you constantly have to be aware of because you go through this stage or I find I go through this stage where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to use my phone and I'm not going to be addicted to my phone. And then suddenly it creeps in and it creeps in. And then you find yourself going, I've just checked my WhatsApp three times in the last five years. That is not a good sign. Right. (laughs) But like everything, it's about being aware of it. And once you're aware of it, then you can you can make changes. I got an email response from somebody today that was an auto responder that said, I'm only checking my emails at eight and 12 and four. And I was like, good for you. I wish I, I could be that disciplined. <laughs> okay. So this is how we're going to smooth our way through perimenopause. We're going to think about our diet. And what I totally love about having so many people on my podcast, so many different experts in different fields is that they all say the same things, really, like, you know, a healthy diet, eat lots of fiber, get lots of sleep, do some exercise, do some meditation, all of these things, we know that they're all good. And they all have multiple benefits. It's not like they just help with your perimenopausal symptoms, they also help for your risk of cancer and your heart disease. So, you know, I think that is absolutely fabulous. Is there anything you want to say about after the menopause has happened? So after menopause, um, things that become, you know, more important to think about, well, not more important, but but they sort of rise higher on the list are bone health and cardiovascular health. And this is when, you know, making sure that you're doing weight bearing exercise is so important because the number one reason that people get admitted to nursing homes is hip fractures and nobody wants that. Um, and it, you know, it might be 20 years down the road, but it's never too early to start making sure that you're maintaining your bone mass as well as you can. Um, and then the number one killer of postmenopausal women is, is heart disease. And so really paying attention to exercise and diet and stress management. So those, those two rise a little higher on the list. Um, some of the other things go away, you know, you don't have to worry about the flooding periods anymore. And anxiety is not usually as much of a problem, but depression starts to creep in because of low estrogen. So it's just, it's just a different set of set of things to manage. Um, And if you've done a good job in perimenopause of really taking care of yourself, then moving through menopause is not nearly as dramatic as, as it is for some people who don't do that. Okay. And Anything else that you wanted to mention? Either Um, menopause or postmenopause? Well, the thing we haven't talked about is supplements that are helpful. Okay, yeah. So we talked about magnesium. We did. And I also think that B vitamins are really important because stress depletes B vitamins. If you're on estrogen replacement or birth control pills, those both deplete Bs. So that's important. Fish oil is an excellent supplement just for overall general health, for cardiovascular health, for joint health. Um, And then adaptogenic herbs can really help with cortisol balancing. So I recommend those to my clients all the time. Um, I like blends, but some people like just single products like ashwagandha. That's, that's a very nice one. So those are, those are some of my favorites. Explain to us what aptogenic, Aptogenic herbs are Ad- adaptogenic herbs. <laughs> herbs, herbs, <laughs> Her- herbs, Her- herb, herb. <laughs> so they are herbs that can help boost cortisol if it's low, or lower it if it's high. And so for that reason, um, I 
I can't think of too many clients where I have not recommended an adaptogen to them um, to help you, deal with their menopause symptoms. But do you recommend getting your hormone levels tested first before you start on these supplements? Not necessarily for those um, because they're they're very low risk um, unless you have a lot of sensitivities to um, you know grasses or plant materials it's it's pretty low risk b vitamins no don't need testing for that um the things i recommend testing for before you start are progesterone cream so that can be bought over the counter and believe it or not estrogen cream can also be bought over the counter but i never recommend using estrogen unless you've had testing and you know you need it and you're under a doctor's supervision progesterone people tend to just like grab that as the first thing they want to try um, if your cortisol is low, that can cause problems because it'll make you more anxious than you already are because it shoots that progesterone straight into the cortisol production pathway. So, um, some women can end up feeling a lot worse on progesterone. And I, I just like to see what the balance of estrogen and progesterone are to each other before somebody starts supplementing. Okay. But so the other supplements that you recommended, the magnesium, the B vitamins, they're fine to take even if you haven't been tested. But if you need to be tested, yes. then there are other things. And going back to B supplements, would would you recommend a supplement or something like brewer's yeast is a good um, source of vitamin Bs? Um, I think that one's that's fine too. Um, I would I would say if you're going to get a B complex that's not brewer's yeast, um, make sure it has the activated forms of uh, folic acid in it. So folate or um, L-quatrifolate is another way it may show up on a label because some people genetically cannot convert folic acid to folate and it can build up and cause problems. So I generally recommend that they get something that skips that conversion step. Okay, fabulous. Okay, and there was one last thing that we were going to talk about and that was when people seek medical help and find that their doctor or health practitioner is less than helpful. <laughs> so this is when it, it's really helpful to have done a little research of your own. Um, and I'm not talking sitting down for hours on Google researching because that's an endless rabbit hole that just increases people's anxiety. But at least having an understanding of what is going on with your body and being willing to say, well, it's my understanding that X, Y, and Z are happening. Could we try, you know, progesterone or could we try uh, some testosterone replacement? And the thing is, is, is doctors, a lot of doctors are not trained in how to manage hormones. Um, so that is the, probably the biggest barrier and nobody likes to say that they don't know how to manage something. So if you hit a brick wall it may be that you have to look for another practitioner or you may decide to work with somebody like me. Um, and the reason I specialize in perimenopause is because most perimenopausal women don't need drugs. They don't need a prescription. They need some help in changing their lifestyle and they need some supplements. Um, and as a pharmacist, I can't write prescriptions. So it, it is a, a better use of my time to work with the women who don't need prescriptions. But there are plenty of people out there that can be helpful. Um, so, for instance, acupuncturists can be very helpful for symptoms. 
Um, naturopaths can be very helpful. Uh, pharmacists can be very helpful. There are compounding pharmacies all over the place, and most of those pharmacists can be very helpful on hormone management because they're making the hormone replacement. Um, so I would say, you know, don't give up. Uh, continue to look for somebody who can assist you. And like, I mean, I'm always happy to answer questions for people as long as they're not, you know, specific medical questions. Obviously I can't do that. Um, or refer people to others that I know that I think might be able to help them out. Okay. And so when do you think people should get more help than, you know, I'm just going to try these lifestyle things. When do they need to come and chat to you or to somebody else? Um, if they are trying things and they're not being successful and they're not getting relief. I mean, I just, uh, I got a new client last night who was like, okay, I've tried all these things. I give up. I'm going to work with you. I'm like, okay. (laughs) But um, there are situations where I feel like it's important to check in with your doctor. And one of them is if you, if you have such heavy periods that you're in danger of becoming anemic and you feel weak and tired and your hair starts falling out, that's a perfect time to check in with your doctor if you have bleeding postmenopausally, that is also a good time to, to get checked out because that can potentially be um, uterine cancer. And obviously we want to rule that out. And then I think any mental health symptoms that just feel overwhelming and unmanageable, that requires professional intervention as well with a mental health specialist. Okay. Fabulous. And thank you so much for your time. Have you any... You're welcome last words of wisdom before you tell us where we can find you. I know you've told us, but you need to tell us all again. (laughs) Well, I, you know, my words of wisdom are that, you know, perimenopause can last five to 10 years and that's a long time to suffer. So don't suffer, reach out and get some help. Um, So I would say that is my, that's my number one message is help is out there and you can find it here. I'm happy to help anybody. And I can be found at www.dranagarrett.com. And my book title is Perimenopause, The Savvy Sister's Guide to Hormone Harmony. And it just came out on Amazon today. Congratulations. That is amazing. So thank you so much, Dr. Anne Garrett. I have put the link to her site and her book in the show notes. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with your friends and please leave a review on iTunes. I know it's a little bit tricky to leave a review on iTunes, but it would be super helpful for me. Have a fantastic week. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina. If you enjoyed it, I would be really grateful if you could share it with a friend. Every time you share a podcast episode with a friend, it helps me to reach and help more people. Remember, you're welcome to sign up for the new me challenge. Dig out those I can't do it thoughts and replace them with, wow, this is easy and fun. You can sign up at drorlena.com slash new me. That's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash new dash in the middle me. Have a lovely week and see you next week. Goodbye. (laughs) 